Blog Talk Radio. Technical difficulties, you hear that often. What's good, wrestling world? It's the one, the only, Brian Rails, who the fuck else, Lady Lynn, is dealing with, you know, taking care of personal stuff, let's just say, leave it at that. Tonight, I will review WWE Raw. That is what's on tap for tonight. We have... The title of the show Pass the mic, the art of blab If you do it well It must sell So Working out the kinks is not Easy But I will review WWE Raw As best I can Like I always do Oh goodness Okay (laughs) Raw, the show that is three hours, you know, it is Christmas, right? It keeps getting, right? There are a few good points, there are a few bad. Like always, you know, I'm going to point out what worked and what didn't. This is the Raw before tables, ladders, and chairs, although I don't know... Well, it's a laugh, cry, feeling different, puke in the toilet, flush the toilet, doesn't matter, stick my head in the toilet, and then flush. Suction is such that my head will fall right off. Be stuck right off, right? So, the show opened with, guess what? Lana and Rusev to get the horrible out of the way. If you count, you know, the Olympics of passing the microphone, it went from Jerry Lawler, who introduced Lana, then she introduced, then he introduced Rusev. Thank God the king did not have a sex change. That would be really, really creepy. Oh, God. And to Rusev, whoever wrote this review, my goodness. I watched it, but it's so hard to pay, pay attention. And then Lashley... After Rusev and Lana were done blabbing, Lashley interrupted Rusev. Rusev uh, <clears throat> challenged Bobby Lashley at tables, ladders, and chairs. McIntyre. McIntyre wins by Claymore, okay. I'm not sure if Matt Hardy, you know, and his finish was enough to finish McIntyre, but it wasn't because obviously, you know, kicked out at two. Big shocker there. Well, then Kevin Owens is still looking for Officer Payne, and he smacks uh, Mojo Raleigh right in the kisser, which was funny. The Viking Raiders... Got on the mic and they had an open door challenge. Kind of a fad, you know. Kind of a, you know, it's a trend, if you will. <clears throat> they won the Viking experience. Okay, um, and Kevin Owens, you know. Okay, Seth Rollins, before Kevin Owens came out, right? And then said, this is between you and me, not the officers of pain. And Kevin Owens basically said, I know you're not, I know they're not that bright, 
know, you're the anchor behind all this shit. Well, you didn't quite say it like that, but you get the gist, folks. Owens calls out Rollins again. And then Sami Zayn comes out and let's have a match. Why not? Because to follow up what happened with Mojo Raleigh and uh, Seth, well, actually Mojo Raleigh and Kevin, to follow up on what happened between those two, there's a match and, well, actually no match at all. Kevin Owens just beats the fuck out of him with a steel pipe. And then Kevin Owens is still looking for AOP. Aleister Black beats Akira Tozawa, whatever. Horrible, horrible fucking match. Andrade St. Almas versus Humberto Carrillo. Uh, Andrade tries to use Zelina Vega to his advantage, and kaboom. Right in the face, Humberto, one, two, three. Well, you know, Buddy Murphy versus Zack Ryder, which I am sorry. Again, if you want to go with the whole underdog thing, you kind of failed. Actually, you failed miserably. Buddy Murphy hits Murphy's Law. Kaboom. One, two, three. We know that Seth Rollins, you know, is already beating up Kevin Owens because uh, authors of pain. I guess, folks, our fiction idea of Seth Rollins has now become fact. Kind of a cool line, if you will. Rollins said, we made him do this. Okay. I mean, he's not wrong. All the negativity, all the the blame, because this is the umpteenth year in a row that him and Reigns have gained control, if you will, in the corporate favor. And it's not to say the least that it's not true that the fans of well, we the fans have pushed Rollins to this point. For fuck's sakes. This is not made up, folks. So Becky Lynch versus Kabuki Warriors because well, Charlotte, why not Becky? Not a bad match. It wasn't terrible. There are several instances where there was a teaser to disarm her from Becky Lynch, you know, and Oscar to Kyrie Sane. It didn't work, so then Oscar grabs the chair. And voila, they're seen in the back beating up uh, Charlotte. And now at, at TLC, it's going to be tables, ladders, and chairs for the Kabuki Warriors prized tag team championships, folks. AJ Styles is seen backstage. Eric Rowan versus Tracer X. Don't really care. Eric Rowan's wins with the Claw Chokeslam. AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio. Could have won that match if it weren't for Randy Orton. And um, not to say that that's important. I think AJ should be going for a bigger championship. But that's just me. So... Aside from watching the, um, well, the three-hour extravaganza, I was flipping back and forth watching Monday Night Football. I must say it was a good game tonight. Overtime win for the Philadelphia Eagles. Congrats. The division could go either way. Very, very instrumental for the, well, Philadelphia Eagles who were in the shit show of a division called the NFC East. Let's just be honest, shall we? It's not been a good year for any of the teams. See what Raw made me do? Now I have become a part-time wannabe ESPN analyst. And I don't think it's working out quite well, do you? I digress, folks. I have well, a record time as I've done it in 54, I've done it in 59. Hell, I've even done it in 58 minutes. But before I do, what's up, UK? What's up, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, US of A? Basically, essentially, what's up, everyone? Listening to this crazy rambling 
by brought to you by Crazy Incorporated, aka Brian Rails, where straight jackets are the new fucking hit. Ding. Alright. Ladies and gentlemen, the following content is not suitable for minors under the age of fourteen. So if you have headphones, put them put them on if you are an adult, okay? Because the following content complain or contains expletive language not to be repeated by said minded, okay? Because if if they repeat this, it's not gonna be good for their teachers or their peers. Alright. This podcast off the rails uncensored is a copyrighted podcast since March seventh, two thousand sixteen. Any reproduction or likeness thereof of Off the Rails Uncensored will be punishable by law. And so on. <laughs> Let's have at it. <laughs> I do not own the rights to live in color. Inside my head. Buckle up, fuckers. Enjoy the ride. I'm not responsible for any offensive language that will be used. Enter my, enter my mind at your own discretion. Tonight's Monday Night Raw was slightly different than last week's Monday Night Raw. I mean, there was some action. There was some mic time. But the art of blab. If you do not grasp the concept of what a promo can be, I mean, WWE's turned the art of promoing into how well do you talk on the mic and can you carry the audience with you? Well, some can and some cannot. It was kind of funny. Actually, you know, they always teach you do not acknowledge the crowd too much. And Lana did it not once, not twice, not three times, not four, but five fucking times. Some may say, what makes you the expert on promo? I'm not. I'm just noticing a few things. But the art of blab would be the second half of my show, and I'd like to point out, that if you do not grasp the audience, if you do not draw them in, it is curtains for those involved. Some of the audience is like, well, we paid money for this. You know, we saw Kevin Owens get brutal with a van. This is true. I mean, folks. Kevin Owens did that, and, you know, he did show that van a thing or two by talking 
which is the art of blab. And Seth Rollins did come out afterwards. And even King said, I can't believe he's going to show his face. Did point out some fairly obvious things about the audience. I beat Lesnar not once, not twice, but, you know, three times inside that very ring feud, and then I will never do it again. I will never do anything for you ever again. He goes, what must I do? Well, some may say we mustn't be corporate kiss asses. Others may say must talk less and wrestle more. But then people would complain, why didn't you get on the microphone? Now other independents are following suit of what WWE is doing. Why? Copy the formula. Because after all, we did come to see a big talk show. There's always going to be something for me to just cherry pick at and nitpick at. Because why? It's my job. And I've said this probably a million times. If somebody doesn't say something about tonight's WWE Raw, or if somebody does not say something about what so-and-so did in the ring or said during the fucking show, then podcasts or reviews are completely pointless. But let me just go on the record and say this. Watching WWE Raw was like having your teeth pulled or tooth pulled at the dentist with no medication whatsoever to numb the fucking pain. Three hours. I bet you, if anything, the most that got the things that got the most attention, Batista being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in class of twenty twenty, congratulations. Uh the New World Order, which is one of my all time favorite heel factions ever, is getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. I mean, they did revolutionize the sports entertainment industry, professional wrestling, they changed the game. If Hogan didn't turn, guess what? Wrestling would not be where it's at today. Um, Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked here. But when I say there's access amount of talking, Lana Rousseff has been the hot topic discussion Amongst podcasts, some podcasts, because others will say, well, we'll just wait till Wednesday to watch the shit show that is AEW. I mean, it was great, folks, for a couple weeks, and then it turned into let's bash WWE subtly because, again, they're talking to (laughs) the art of blab. It all begins with having a sub, you know, certain subject matter to work with and then making sure you work that motherfucker like no other. So if you cannot mic, please shut the fuck up. Thank God Andrade did not mic. Thank God Zelina, you know, Zelina's a good mouthpiece for Andrade. So no mouth, you know, the backstage interviews, I get it, man. There's three hours of the show, but if you condense it down, literally, it's hour and 40, almost two hours because of the in-between matches that go on on Monday Night Raw. And even though Lady Lynn is not on the show with me tonight, I can point out a few things that bother me. Akira Tozawa versus Aleister Black. Again, leading a lamb to the slaughter, Akira Tozawa. And then the Art Lab. How does this play in? Aleister Black. It was a great promo in NXT. It's still a good promo on Monday Night Raw. He's adjusting. Is that what I'm to understand? He is adjusting his mic skills on Monday Night Raw. Sammy Zane, brilliant on the mic. And if you haven't, you know, caught on what's been going on lately with Sammy Zane, let me tell you, 
he now has acquired a managerial license, which, you know, can procure him to leave SmackDown Live to manage other workers so that he finds work. Smart man. Spoke on the mic, you know, told, you know, told a story. I'm trying to be as positive as I fucking can be with uh, WWE Raw, and I do not like being a cynic every single fucking week on my show. However, you know, I'm going to point things out. And I'm going to give the real. WWE Raw seems to struggle a lot because it's three hours long and because it needs help, you know. Raw ratings 2019. Oh, my. So... On November 11th, folks, according to Forbes, they had 1.3 million viewers on Monday Night Raw. That's November 11th. Okay, so FW Ford, F4W, that's a long time ago. And we're only in, not even in, okay. Raw ratings 2019, and I'm just saying this because the art of blab, I have to have facts, right? I have to relay what's going on. WWE Raw ratings 2019, December. Let's see here. So, Monday cable readings, WWE Raw holds steady Monday Night Football. They held steady. OMG. It's about uh uh-huh. oh wait, no wait, that was last week, so wait no. Um Elsewhere the USA's WWE Monday Night Raw managed to score the same zero point eight peak rating in its first hour that did it last Posting at 0.7, 0.6 ratings in the 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. hours. So it didn't tank. Monday's Raw drew an average of 2,208,000 viewers on USA Network, up from last week's 2,109,000 viewers. Say what? Okay, so the 18 to 49 demographic was up with 0.68 rating. It was going up against the Vikings or Seahawks game, which drew 14 million 30,000 viewers. Raw drew 2,286,000. December 4th, 2017, Raw drew 2,813,000. But here's the hourly breakdown for you. 8 p.m., 2,418,000. 9 p.m., 2,279,000. And by 10 p.m., it was 1,928,000. All I can tell you is the reason for that drop is because by the third hour, you're just hoping for action. And if there's one more fucking interview in the back, it better be... You know, after someone won a championship or, you know, if it's corresponding with the story angle, fucking do it. But if not, why? There's just no rhyme or reason for that many interviews, that many backstage segments in one fucking setting with all the commercials that come along with it. And then you have to go... Report this on live podcast there to the audience. This is what Monday Night Raw was about. This is what happened. This this match really stood out. Well, again, the women's handicap match with Kyrie Sane and Oscar the Kabuki Warriors versus Becky Lynch is probably the high, lone highlight of the night. Uh, AJ Styles versus Rey Mysterio. Rey can still go. But honestly, 
watching Mysterio and, you know, AJ Styles, was it explosive? I can tell you. Because AJ can make anyone look good during a match. Mysterio depends on what level he can give you. Because right now, I'm watching the Rey Mysterio that really, you know, is relying upon what brought him to the dance. You know, high-flying, small packages, making himself look big with certain moves. But really, the art of blab is what's keeping WWE in the game. Not really. In some instances, it's not. Other instances, probably. Gonna make the yawn. And that was not a fake yawn either, folks. I really am tired, but to look at things in retrospect, how many people picked up the microphone tonight and the audience was probably wondering to themselves, what have we done <clears throat> to deserve this talk fest? And I I didn't turn on the Jets, or not the Jets, but the Giants and Eagles since probably the second quarter because I knew the Eagles were probably going to win anyways. I'm not a Giants fan. I'm a Raiders fan. And I'm not ashamed to admit that because I know hopefully eventually something might happen. But anyways, enough football talk. Let's get back onto the the train of professional wrestling, you know. WWE sometimes hits a snag, if you will. And sometimes, you know, half their show is decent on Monday Night Raw. It was the take home before tables, ladders, and chairs. So instead of, like, having, you know, maybe not preludes, but we have, who can work the microphone better? Seth did a decent job. Um... Kevin Owens did a really good job because he always does decent on the fucking mic. We all know that about Kevin Owens. Um, one thing I'm not a fan of is Authors of Pain. I was not a fan of theirs in NXT. The only reason I think they made it to main roster was because of their height. We all know that a certain someone has an affinity for big guys. I mean, look, Love Keith Lee's performance had nothing to do with size. Um, you look at the size of Mojo Raleigh. You look at the size of Keith Lee. You look at the size of Authors of Pain. They don't have to blab to be considered a current WWE superstar on the main roster. But let's let's focus on the subject matter at hand, shall we? The art of blab. Seth really gave a heartfelt promo. made the audience, you know, dig into what he's saying. He was saying, I gave you all me. I fought. I did not take a break. Jabot Lesnar, uh, you know, awesome. I beat Lesnar in that ring for the championship. Not once, not twice, but three times. The delivery has to be on point. If it's not on point, why should the audience fucking care or believe in what Seth was telling them? A lot of people suspected, oh, you know, Kevin Owens, you know, they're just going to tease the authors of Pain and Seth Rollins. That's the one of many few things, actually the one of few things that WWE did correct was pair Seth Rollins with AOP. Makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, AOP is not that bright when it comes to attacking someone on their own accord. 
So, masterful job down on the mic by Seth Rollins. Um, who did the worst? Let's see. Lana Russo, Flashley. Lawler was just the one, the man, the intro man. So we can't fault the maestro, you know. King was hoping for a reconciliation. Oh, goodness. Um, there are reasons why I say Lana did not do so well on the mic. Whenever you acknowledge the crowd and you want to get a crowd pop, she got a pop. Can we have some respect? You don't boo me. That's not... That's not heat. That was, you know, natural. And it was just pulling for it. Well, he got a pop. I want a pop, too. Allow me to say that the whole story angle between... Lana, Rusev, and Lashley should have been ended in two, three weeks. But now, since Extreme Rules needed something else on the fucking card, we get Rusev versus Lashley. Because Rusev requested it. And it's like, what other lame angles do they have left? It's a little of the highest rated segment. I don't believe you. And I don't believe in that nonsense. And I have 24 minutes left in my fucking show to say the following. When you guys put together a story, the whole thing was Seth. Thank you. Because... If you teased it, I probably would have said, for fuck's sakes, pull the trigger. Who am I? I'm just an audience member, you know, who's worked on the other side of the spectrum, who's still learning a lot of shit about this this Ragnarok, this sport called professional wrestling. And there's a lot of shit that I could point out. But I have 23 minutes, and I don't have the whole full two hours for me to work with. But I am the 23 minutes I'm going to put subject matter into effect. Pass the mic, the art of blab. McIntyre. McIntyre spoke. Talked about someone's son. Went with the personal angle because this is no longer a fucking PG show. So he insulted the livelihood of Matt Hardy. Who cares? He got his point across. He took a twist of fate. I guess... That's not the art of blab. That's match recap. But from the match recap of Hardy versus McIntyre, fuck no, would not want to see it ever again. McIntyre wants to feud with Orton. That's all fine. Fine and dandy, fun and games. Let's all play tic-tac-toe. And jump for joy. McIntyre won with a Claymore, Claremore kick. Whatever Claymore means. I would fuck pronounce it. The point is, way too much blabbing. Even the tag team champions grabbed a microphone before the match. Why? Because they needed an open challenge. They could have had a promo on the Tron saying, we open the doors to any challengers. And it would have been fine. They're not a bad mic. It's just, my head hurts. Sometimes when watching 24 minutes, 24 straight minutes into the fucking show and we've already got who can talk more, who we're going to, it's like, wow, we're not at the performance center. We're not, you know, in promo class where let's see if the audience will react to our promos. If I wanted to see that, I would go to an independent show where whoever the annoying fucking heel would be, and say, all right, let's do, you know, promo about this match, let's promo about that match. Have you guys no shame? The art of blab, meaning you you catch an audience by the balls and you say, I'm going to hook you, hook, line, and fucking sinker with what we 
the workers are trying to convey as a message. But instead, what WWE did tonight on Monday Night Raw was it was kind of havesy. It was a havesy show. Let's have all these backstage segments because some of it does correlate and make sense. But let's also capture Kevin Owens like three, four times in the back saying, have you seen Authors of Pain? Uh, it did make sense because of what happened last week. They dragged his ass to the parking lot after beating him up. I get why Kevin Owens was in the ring promoing, you know, while Seth Rollins said, you guys can wait out here while I, you know, I settle things. You know, it's a love-hate relationship with you guys like Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins and The Miz and nobody knows how certain things work when it comes to character relationship with the audience, but what I'm trying to get at is in a long roundabout fucking way the art of blab you must know your audience and what bores them to fucking tears is if I sat out there in the ring and started blathering on about statistics of certain things that would not only bore the audience to tears, but if I started talking about Mariah Carey, or if I started talking about the Oakland Raiders, do you know, and and basically my interest in music, do you know how much boring that would fucking be? Completely. No one would want to tune into that for three hours straight, unless you were a fan of what I just mentioned. So, when is it appropriate for a promo? I mean, 10 minutes into the Bobby Lashley, Lana Rusev thing, could they have done the table spot a lot quicker? Sure. But the talking needs to minimize with stuff that doesn't even interest the crowd. They were not booing. Well, they were booing Lana, but they were probably booing the segment more than anything because let's start off the show with a signing. Let us start off the show with a signing and not even care that the audience was not even engaged whatsoever. They were cheering Rusev Day, Rusev Day, and that's pretty much it. And then Lashley comes out, boo, you know, canned heat. It wasn't generated by sound effects, but for fuck's sakes, the segments that really hold no points and makes the competition go, gee, they fucked up. It's because of simple things. If you're on the mic longer than expected, do you know what that does to an audience? It makes us fall asleep. It literally will not pass the time in a good way. It will pass the time in a bad way because if we look at what's presented to us each and every single week, sometimes there is action and sometimes there is not. And this week... Is a half and a half with all the fucking backstage, you know, promos by Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black. Why well, even, you know, it took Kevin Owens to slap Mojo Raleigh in the face, which is fucking hilarious. And then it took a little while longer because Kevin Owens says, I have all night. I'll wait for authors of pain all night. I do not mind Kevin Owens on the mic. There are certain guys and gals I do not mind on the mic. Does it make a bit of damn difference who's going to be on the mic or who's not going to be? Because production will say, hey, by the way, you've got a promo. You're going to talk about this. You've got a promo. You're going to talk about this. What I'm getting at is, can you please give us Action instead of complete verbiage 
on the fucking show because if you give us a shit ton of promos, the only two that hit home and resonated was Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. In the back, you had certain segments with Becky and Charlotte, you know, after the Kabuki Warriors came and attacked Charlotte. It made sense. That sequence of things made sense. But as far as, you know, the one group of people I keep mentioning in loop and repeat, and I'm just going to come out right and say it, Lana, Rusev, Lashley should not have lasted as long. It is a torture to watch them because their segment, instead of getting, you know, action for Lana, Rusev, or Lashley, took a little bit, a long while, the belly-to-back suplex on the table that Rusev gave Lashley. They spoke for a good eight to ten minutes before... You know, Lash is like, I can't take this anymore. You're your dick bag, or you know, I didn't quite say it like that. But it took a while before the whole sequence unfolded, and by that time, I'm thinking, gee, you know, if you want to engage an audience that's easy to engage, why not give us action instead of boredom? And as Lady Wynn would say, if I wanted to watch soap opera, I would just turn on daytime television, and that's exactly what Lana and Rusev and Lashley are. Not, I know that wrestling has been referred to as a soap opera. I don't... I mean, it's a consistent soap opera if you think of it like that, but I just want to fucking point this out. You have to master the art of blab, because if you don't the audience will just tear you to fucking ribbons some places. They would boo if that was in the East Coast, where I'm from. If that if that show that was on tonight, let me just tell you, there would be certain chants that would be starting for Lana. There would be certain awesome chants started for Rusev, but chants are not the thing. It was past the mic if it, if it were an Olympic fucking sport. The gold goes to Seth Rollins. And Kevin Owens, the silver and bronze, I don't think that goes to Rusev, Lana, and Lashley, but boy, they feel, oh, you know, silver and bronze could have easily gone to, um, what's it called? <laughs> Alistair Black. Kevin Owens, I think, could tie for gold, but, you know, that's just me. There's several people that can talk on the mic and not even begin to have to try or attempt to get the audience drawn into them. And that is, let's see here, there's Cody Rhodes, there's Adam Cole, there's... Chris Jericho, there's a lot of people that can talk on the mic, and it's not just WWE or AEW. There's guys and gals in New Japan and Ring of Honor. And New Japan, you hardly ever see promo. But that's, you know, a different mold, a different brand. I understand and still learning a lot of shit. But it's like you constantly wonder... How many more times are we going to have to be subjected to all these promos? Almost wonder. Because there really was no point for McIntyre to promo get on the mic because we know he's an ass-kicking machine. Why does he need a microphone? He kind of reminds me of Merida's father from... um, Brave, if you will, whenever he talks. And it's not a bad thing. It's just there are certain people that should not mic, and he is one of them in some instances. Not all the time. Maybe sometimes. Also, again, the backstage interviews that I 
guess you would count as a promo and an interview at the same time. It's like three hours. You have three hours to fill, right? And Raw is just not the same. But thankfully, Samoa Joe filled in, and there was some semblance of peace with Vic Joseph and Jerry the King Lawler. I guess they're trying to acclimate Samoa Joe to the commentary team, you know, like once fun time CM Punk was, which I, you know, I definitely would be walking, watching the backstage, WWE backstage show tomorrow at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. The Art of Blab, folks, it's simple. You want to learn how to promo? You go to a wrestling school. Some of you have been asking, what's the Art of Blab? If you're able to believe what you're saying and then you present it to the audience, you've already won. If you can draw an audience and draw a reaction, that's one thing. But if you can draw consistent reactions week in and week out, you win. You win the internet. You win Twitter. You win the social media kingdom. Yay! But you also you also gain the appreciation of the audience that fucking is very critical. There are certain workers that have that God-given ability. And that would be... I could list them off and order and make people go, holy shit, that's pro-WWE. No, I just gave Cody Rhodes credit, even though he bashes uh, WWE like it's no tomorrow in a very subtle manner. And even though that's kind of calling the kettle black because I bash both equally. I still won. Nobody won. Jesus fucking Christ. Whenever it comes to overkill on the promo, the art of blab loses its luster. Do you know why? Because now the company that said we are not going to do you know what the competition does yet there they are doing exactly what the competition does and then you know adding action after. As long as you have a have the show or you know like action that follows the promo I'm all for it. Some people say well I like hearing the promos. Jesus Christ you sick bastards. What's wrong with you? There is more to life than just the art of blab. There's what you call wrestling matches. Now if you just had straight wrestling matches for three hours people would get bored. Maybe like sprinkle in Two promos or three, if if needed, and this is just observation, if needed, because if you sprinkle in way too much, who's going to want to watch that shit? Some sick bastard or sick child, that is, would say, I want to hear people talk on the mic so I can go to my friends and repeat every single thing that WWE or AEW or Ring of Honor said, of course, if you repeat what Ring of Honor said, or WWE, your child may need some serious help, but proud of the child if he or she likes professional wrestling. You see, you see what WWE has done to me? I now am blabbing around in circles, of course, I've pretty much always done that. But the point is, I back my stuff up with facts from different websites to make sure that it's not just one source that's reporting it, it's multiple. So, viewership steadied, but that's because if you pay a certain amount for a ticket, do you really want to see all that talking? No! I remember when it was in Kansas City, um, 45-minute promo, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. 
that you know to say that my challenger is not worthy. And Paul Heyman is a master of the art of blab, or he's got the gift of gab. Point is, folks, sometimes living in the world of promo doesn't necessarily work out all that well because if you talk way too much, people will tune out. People will say, what the fuck? Why am I watching your programming? I should be watching football. Like I said, the Eagles and Giants did not draw much. It was a good game, but it. some people thought it was going to be a blowout. Turned out it went into overtime, which is why I was able to flip back and forth and write down notes, very sel- you know, very few bullet points about Monday Night Raw and what could have gone better and what, you know, went on as well as the matches. I said the lone highlight was Becky versus the Kabuki Warriors. Rusev, belly-to-back suplex on, uh, or belly-to-belly suplex on Ashley. Took a bit too long. McIntyre kicks out of a twist of fate. Mm, Okay. We get it. You know, Ray Mysterio versus AJ Styles in the United States Championship. It was okay. That match was okay. Thanks, folks. I'm going to hit the... Hey, and uh, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rose had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Have a good night, folks. And uh, tune in on Thursday. New Off the Rails and Tension Time. Good toodles, bitches. Good night. I got to sleep. Good. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Personality, the cult of personality.